do 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 ba da 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 insert low budget music here because we have no money for the music do 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 ba da 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 welcome everybody to the tangible house show i am your host Nick Sabatello, where I'm having face-to-face conversations with talented creatives who share with us their own incredible life experiences. If you're enjoying the show, be sure to leave a like, comment, and subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram at Tangible House and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com. This episode is with model Kayla Gallagher. So I have known Kayla for a little bit now. We have shot and I didn't know, which she openly shares, that she worked at a rehab center before getting into modeling. And I think that this conversation is the one that I grew from personally the most that her and I have had because it was a reminder that we can't judge a book by its cover and that even those individuals going through a dark place doesn't make them a dark individual. I think we judge models really quickly and easily that they have it all together because they're these beautiful individuals. But We all have our own issues with our self-image, and Kayla shares that, and it's a a very refreshing thing for all of us to be reminded of. And we talk a little bit about what shooting yourself is like and how that makes her feel, and I think it's going to surprise a lot of people. And without further ado, I want to introduce you to Kayla so we can jump right into this inspiring conversation. What's going on, Miss Kayla? What's up with you? Um, I had a call this morning. I changed my shirt though to make it look like it was a different day, but now I just gave it away. I was wearing uh I was wearing my favorite Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it was a great call. Um a model in New York City. Uh, her name is Rose. Um she does this amazing self-portrait series. Yeah. And uh on film, on film photography too. Wow. Which is really cool. And then that's how I started like resharing her pictures and stuff. And she just seemed like a really cool chick. And um, yeah, it was a good, a good call. It was um, inspiring. It's funny, the stuff you talk about, you don't obviously, you know, I don't know much about her. Uh, yeah. It's just the things, you know, life, life experiences. And yeah. that's what I want to talk to you about is your, your life and what wisdom yeah. you have to share. And um, I don't know. I guess wisdom usually comes from sometimes we hit roadblocks and overcome those, and sometimes we, you know, we fall on our face. And it's um, it's about you know picking ourselves up though, and learning from those experiences. And I've found that I think y'all models are like unbelievable. I really do because you, you travel so much, you have to be so independent, and um, I just have. I truthfully have found that y'all have a lot of wisdom. I remember I was shooting um, a friend of mine now, uh, her name's Carolina, and I shot her for the first time when she was 15. And now I think she's 18 or 19. This was a few, quite a few years ago. Um, and she was giving me relationship advice. Whoa. She was 15. But it was I'll good. At- time. Well, I don't know. I guess this was three years ago. So um, I'm 27. I was 24 years old. I wasn't like a kid. That's funny. You know? Um, but I... Like but a wise, I, wise woman. Yes, exactly. She had... Uh, I mean, she grew up in New York City. And she had already, by that time, when I shot her, 
lived and lived and modeled in Tokyo. Um, and I don't know. I just think that modeling makes you grow up pretty quick. Yeah. Would you agree? I do agree. I mean, I think I've met a lot of models who, you know, started when they were 15 and things like that and, you know, lived with some of them. And they always, like, really surprised me the the things they have to say, like the things they think. I started modeling super late, actually. Really? Yeah, yeah I started modeling when I was, um, I was scouted when I was 22. Okay. And I had never thought about modeling before. Um, and, but I do feel like, you know, modeling, like just life experience in general, just gives you a lot of wisdom. I had like a completely different life before I started modeling. It was kind of like a little What was bit it like? life <laughs> it, it was, was like little, what it was a little bit of a crazy life I, why tell I me i don't know much about you so i um i feel like i've always been moving a lot so it's kind of like my my whole life was always moving so modeling kind of came naturally to me my dad was in the army um, oh, okay yeah my whole life and then we well until i was 14 and then we moved to santa Clarita. Yeah. Before that, I was kind of just like, you know, doing, jumping around from place to place, like state to state with like my seven, my group of seven family. Um, and then we. Oh, how, so you have five brothers and sisters? Yeah. I'm the oh, oldest. my God. And you're the oldest? I'm the oldest. Yeah. I'm the, I'm the oldest. I have three younger sisters. Oh, nice. Okay. Wow. Fuck. Wait, so I, wait, you have four brothers and sisters or five? Well, there's five of us, so. Yeah. You, so you're four. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. You don't hear that that much anymore. Five, five's like a lot of kids. Oh, it's so many kids. I remember when my mom, <laughs> I, my mom when she, um, I'm 10 years older than my youngest one. And when my mom said she was going to have her, she came into the car and like told us I was sitting in the front seat. And she was yeah. like, um, I'm having another kid. And I just started bawling. I was like. Oh, wow. And she was like, what's wrong? I'm like, you have so many kids You have already. so many like, kids. So many kids. Why do you have to have another one? No, but I love her. Isn't it now. great being the oldest? Because we got the most attention. Did we? I think my I, siblings are with you, yeah. I, uh, because my, my youngest sister, Lynn Mary, uh, oh my God. Yeah, I feel like she definitely got the short end of the stick, you know, because by then my parents, <laughs> they just were gassed out a little bit of, taking us to theme parks and I don't know I I, I feel because she she also came a little later and um was a uh an unplanned baby um and yeah I I, I don't know I think I, I I grew up with a pretty nice life in a cul-de-sac and tossing tossing the football and baseball and um yeah it was a a nice childhood with uh, my whole my whole neighborhood was like full of kids my age, you know, or like a few years above or below. And we'd play like um, capture the flag and ghost in the graveyard and all that oh, stuff. Style. Yeah, yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so you moved around a lot. Well, when did this modeling situation happen? How did that happen? Well, when I was two, I was scouted. Um, by where? Where, were you? where were you I was at this time? Oh, okay. 
Well, no, I was okay. I was actually still living in Santa Clarita because um, I was kind of going to school, but I was also like a little, I was a little sad um, young adult. What? Um, yeah, and then I also was like, ended up working in a rehab. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, I was doing that for like a few years and just kind did of. Did you like, go to Did you go to rehab before that? Is that why? No, I didn't go to rehab, but I actually was. Um, I had a boyfriend who kind of, you know, took me down a bad path when I was eighteen, um, mm. and he was addicted to drugs. And then, kind of from that, I was interested in, you know, this these people we don't talk about, you know, uh, yeah, alcoholics, like people like that. So I was like immersed in this world from like yeah. twenty two, basically. So wow, yeah. Um. I don't want to move on from that just yet. I want because that's pretty unique. Um, what did you learn from that experience? How long did you do it for? Was it like a few months or? How long did I work in the drug rehab for? Yeah, yeah. I was working in the drug rehab from uh, nineteen. Oh. Yeah, nineteen to like twenty, and then I kind of stopped for a second, and then I was working there again just because I, you know, that lifestyle. Yeah. I doing drugs but it's like interesting how your life can follow some I was in this cycle of like going going back to the drug rehab like wanting to work mm. with people like just, it's very interesting to me like that old culture thing but yeah what's interesting tell me um I you know I feel like this is probably a weird thing to say but even just like no. coming modeling I found it's interesting these people that um <clears throat> You know, people are like, they're bad people, they steal, they do drugs, like they're kind of the underground of society. I found yeah. that they the most beautiful people struggling the most. And then mm. people who are kind of like normal, you would say like us, who don't have issues, who are maybe in the industry or doing something, don't have the kindest hearts or like, you know. Mm. The yeah, the, um, when, you, when you said that, it reminded me of kind of just like... Um, the, the the wealthy and the poor mindset and how we can be quick to judge uh for sure and but i've i found that people with like less money for ex just for example um tend to be like a lot more giving with money than people with money for and sure. um i can't speak too much from firsthand experience but from what you're saying with with working at the rehab and uh, working with these people that, yeah, it's definitely not a judge a book by its cover that there's a lot more to them, which yeah. is really, yeah, that's awesome to hear. Yeah, and that interests me the most, I think, just in life, like people and like the different layers that mm -hmm. are, you know, inside of people and like what makes them do what they're doing, like what leads them to that place and things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, when I when I first started modeling, um, I was 20 uh, out here in L.A. and I got caught up in um, in, in a drug scene. Like it wasn't like that hardcore. It was more party. And but it still was leading me down a bad path. I was hanging out with, um, you know, people who weren't really my friends. And um, I don't remember the situation, but there was something 
something happened that I like needed a friend, you know, yeah. <laughs> like how, how life is. And I realized I didn't have anyone here. Um, and then, and then I also, but, but I kind of did, I had, I had started to make friends with, um, the group of photographers, like this one photographer, his name is Irving. Um, he goes by graphics metropolis. He's, he's, um, a really cool guy. Um, he calls me Goku and I call him Gohan. Sometimes he's, he's Asian. I love, I love anime. I'm a big anime guy. And he used to call me Goku and he was, um, a really good friend and then he, he had like this core group of friends that was like a stylist and another photographer and um, a makeup artist and uh, we were all friends but um, yeah I, I kind of like I can't believe I ever would do that but like I was I, I like put them to the side you know what I mean and like didn't focus on my, my true friends um, and I ended up having to leave LA just for myself to and I went back to Ohio for um, I don't know if it was like a year or something and, uh, to, to reset and was able to come back though with like a really clear mindset. Um, and I wasn't like addicted to drugs or anything, but it was almost like going back to my home was, was in essence, like, a, a little bit of a, um, a rehab or a cleansing for me. Like I was able just to see a little more clearly. And I was like, what was I, what was I thinking? You know, um, yeah, it was a really profound experience though, because since then, since then, and, and since I came back, like it's just like the the good energy and the um, the types of people that I've um, that have come into my life have been once in a lifetime types of people, like family. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Did you? Um, so you got scouted by Margot. Did you have any desire to do this? You know, did you always know you were good looking? No, I didn't actually feel like life is weird sometimes, like what it throws at you. Like, um, I've always had, I feel, you know, as most women do, just like probably self-esteem issues or like, you know, never thought I could really do that. People had told me a few times that I should try it and it's kind of, yeah. no one had ever come up to me and scouted me before, but I had started thinking about it more. I was like, <laughs> send in some digitals like kind of see what happens and then um I kept thinking about that for a few months but never mm. did it like, yeah I usually do and then I was at this Huntington surf open I don't even know what I'm doing there I don't surf I don't like surfing I didn't even want to be there I heard I heard people get scouted there yeah they do I guess I didn't know that but <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> uh yeah my uh an agent friend of mine Jill um she used to go and scout there. That's so funny. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and then the, what? The rest was history. And the rest was history. And then I just um, <laughs> I, no, I actually they scouted me, and then they gave me you know the card and stuff, and I started yeah. meeting with them, but I thought that it was fake. Uh, I, you know this can't. I was like this. I know, this, right? Like what? What is this? So I didn't go meet them. <laughs> And then mm. they ended up calling me a bunch of times. They were like, please, like, check out my references. And I was like, okay, fine. And then I did that. And now the rest is history. So. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, have you gotten to – wait, you did. Yeah, of course. I was just going to say, have you gotten to travel um, with modeling? And you just got back from London not too long ago. Yeah, I was in London and then Australia. Um, and then 
now I'm back here in lockdown. What did you think of, I know, right? God. What did you think of London? You know, I How long were you there for? I was, I was there off and on, like, different times. Um, uh. I really liked it. It was, a, it was a good place. You know, it's nice when people speak English. It was kind of crazy. Mm. Like, people can... Um, I, I went out one night. I forgot what it was toward this area. And, like, people were yeah. in front of me on the street. And yeah, like, they're reckless. Because they, they drink, you know? They're such a drinking culture. Yeah, I, I wasn't... That, but it, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I love Paris. What'd you say? I love Paris I love- more. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I love Paris, the city, but I think it would be tough for me to live there with the me not speaking French. Because um, I'm, you know, I like to talk. And I think it'd be tough for me not to be able to, like, because um, I was in Italy for a few months. And, um, I found I found it hard for me to be there for that amount of time uh, and not be able to. I, I was astounded by how, like the the language barrier. I thought in Milan that um, a lot more people would speak English and and good English, but even even like young people at cafes that would work there, um, they could like I don't know they could barely understand me. Like I couldn't have like this quick. Like a, like a quick conversation like this and then them respond back and uh so that was that was kind of tough for me yeah um when you were in london were you in paris modeling too yeah yeah did you have to stay at a model's apartment in these places or did you get your own thing figured out no i got my own that's good um i honestly had uh I lucked, I lucked out on my, my model apartment experiences because I only did them when I was when I modeled in Korea and in Milan. And when I went to um, when I was in Korea, almost the first month, um, I had the whole place to myself. Like it, it can house like like six models or something. And I was there just when like people like the first few days I got there, there were these girls there which was fun. And then um, they left and then I had it to myself for like a month. And then uh, uh, it was like two people that came. We all had our own room there was because there were three rooms and there were two beds in each one. And so I never had to do the like, you know, like you're on top of each other kind of situation, you know. And then in in Milan, kind of kind of similar, I ended up making friends with another model like really quick that he was like, I have an extra room in my place. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do that. You know, and, and yeah, it was good. Uh, but I love, I love Milan as a city. I mean, the food is amazing. Like, way better than London. I'm, I found, um, like... London food? No, it's not. Are people getting a match? It's not good. Yeah, I don't know. The Indian food is really good. Oh, okay. I haven't tried that, so... It, they're big on Indian food, um... I think Persian food and stuff because of just where they are. And I I don't know if they had like a lot of refugees at one point or what, but they have like a lot of really good, they have a lot of bad Indian food too, though, because of that, you know, like, um, but no, the food, food in London, I'm not, not like a huge, huge fan. A little bland. I did, I did lose, I, you know, I was, uh, my, my time in London, like loosened me up a little bit. Um, cause I'm not like someone to, especially in LA to go and like have a beard during the day. Um, 
they're all about that. Like when they have like, when there's a break at work, they're like beer, pub, you know? And when I would be printing there in the darkroom or something, I just started to crave like taking a break and having a cold beer. And it was really, it was really nice to, um, cause I think they work, they do work hard. They work hard and they play hard though. You know, it's like a really good balance. Whereas I feel like, um, in LA there can be a tendency of a little bit too much playing around a lot more distractions and beach parties and rooftop parties and whatever um every day you can be asked by a friend to go on a hike or something here there's just a lot of distractions i feel like um and then in new york i feel like it's the opposite of that and it's like way more hustle 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 yeah thought london was like a nice balance um so how, how are you doing on your uh sugar cleanse my sugar cleanse, you know? Did you start it today? Are you going to do this thing or what? I said that I was going to start it. Oh, my God. I'm pissed off at you because my roommate got Domino's the other night. Last night. Oh, my God. We got, we got pizza last night, and he got the brownies from oh, Domino's, and I didn't eat them. I didn't yeah. eat them. Okay, but I haven't been eating fast food at all, but I usually don't, so that's my excuse. But... <laughs> I'm eating pretty clean. I need to just get off the sugar, though. Yeah. I'm going shopping right after this to the grocery store. And we went. To, we went to. Um, I got. Co- we got coffee this morning, and then we were going to go to Whole Foods, but there was uh, a a line. They were only letting a certain amount of people in. Yeah, they're at, doing that. At a, at a time. You know, I mean, this is all pretty crazy, but. Um, I mean, the more and more that I see stuff, it's like, we need to take this thing really seriously. Um, I texted a friend of mine like two days ago that's in Italy, just thinking about him and saying, like, I hope you and your family are safe. And he said his friend died the day before, 46 years old, no health conditions, no prior health conditions. It's crazy. Whoa, that's scary. Yeah. Um, and then... From from what I've been reading and seeing, you know, we can we can be a carrier and not show symptoms for ten days, you know, and um, like um, my roommate's good friend and his roommate um, stopped by. They did like a day trip from Vegas to LA. I, I don't know exactly what they did, but they stayed overnight somewhere, and they came over to say hi. And they kind of like initiated like they were gonna like want to give me a hug or something, and I just was like, I'm good right now for the because right of the quarantine. You know, I mean, like let's just be safe about this. And I, I think, I don't know. I think there's like, I think a lot of people are taking it seriously, but then I think that I don't know. I guess we need to be pretty extreme about it uh, to get to get past this thing but what are you what are you doing to stay sane (laughs) and be productive and i'm feeling pretty hopeful about the whole thing um i don't know if it's wishful but i'm just really kind of staying away from the news i mean it a little bit reading the news because i don't have a tv um maybe watching some YouTube videos, but I kind of stopped myself because the first week, like, you know, watching too much of it. And I do feel 
you know, everything that they're telling us is real, but there's a kind of fear, like knowledge that's coming out a lot. And at least mm-hmm. for me, I get anxiety from all that. So um, mm-hmm. I've kind of been, you know, I wake up early. I make sure to wake up early, even though I haven't been wanting to. So I wake up at like seven or something like that. Um, oh, good do, on you. Yeah. <laughs> I do a workout, some sort of like movement, um, like an at-home workout on my computer. Then I've been reading this book that I'm trying to finish right now. What is it? Tell me. Show me. Oh, did I tell you? Did I tell you to get that? No, we didn't talk about that, did we? No. I just talked about it on the podcast um, with Brittany. Um, Hold up. I have that, right? The time to read this book. Oh my God, dang. (laughs) How funny. Yeah, no, I finished it. Oh, you finished it? Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, amazing. Where are you at in it? Are you, like, a couple pages? Like, no, four? I'm in the middle. Oh, yeah, you're in there. So it's, you got some... I some haven't gone to the med yet. That's what I'm waiting, but I'm almost there. Yeah, it's, it's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm super, I'm honestly super excited about it because I just feel like it's really been helping me yeah, have you noticed some, have you been able to put it to practice and stuff? Yeah, I have. I mean, I think that this book is something I've always thought about my whole life. Um, yeah. In a way, you know, like wanting to pause, like positively think about things because I think, you know, everybody grows up with their own preset notions of like negativity. Yeah. Like that. But um, I'm really excited to get to the meditations in the back because I want to start doing, you know, meditations every day. Um, I kind of do some meditations like for 10 minutes a day, but I feel like this will be like a more focused thing. What, what, I, what I like too is, so for people who are not watching the like YouTube part of this and just listening, we're talking about breaking the habit of being yourself by Joe Dispenza. Um, people are going to think that he's paying me because I talked about it on a second one. I talked about it on the uh, one with Brittany. But um, what I like when he talks about the meditation and why it's so important, he talks about like the science of like our different, you know, brain wavelengths and stuff. Um, and let's see where it's at. Like you have your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, of course, which he talks about a lot. Um, but, um, you know, like when you're sleeping, you're, your mind is at obviously like much a different frequency than when you're like stressed out and you're hyper, you know what I mean? And, um, his, when he talks about the meditation, he's talking about how to go from here. It is right here. So you have like your, your beta, alpha, theta, delta, and gamma, um, are your brain waves. And he talked about how to, how to go from like one to the other, and um, how most of us, like if we're stressed out, we're, you're in that state that you can't meditate even if you try. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah a few times. So, and I feel like that's my issue is that, like if you, if, if I was like, because I have a lot on my mind right now, so this is a perfect example. Like if we got off the call and if I wanted to just sit and meditate for 10 minutes, it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. That's why he also. That's why he also says too, though. Like, 
doing it first thing in the morning or right before bed is really a really good time to do that especially until you can train yourself to like you know to get in that zone quicker but yeah. right now i just have that's my struggle with meditation has been having just way too much on my mind and then um and then you kind of go down the rabbit hole it becomes not a meditation anymore it becomes like a um you're just overthinking the yeah. the issues in the first place but um yeah i i was able to it's something that i'll I think it's a book that I would read like once a year, you know, like reread it. Yeah, it's really good. What'd you want? It's it's the second one because I was reading it. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and someone mentioned it to me that it's like how to be supernatural or something like that. It's just like. Oh, I, lo I like the sound of that. No, I haven't. I haven't picked that one up. I just finished um, the the book called Life is Good. Have you heard of that clothing company? They're an East Coast, based out of Boston brand. Um, their their logo is like a smiley face. Okay. It's just and they're and they're literally called Life is Good, and they like do a lot of stuff around that that motto and message. But the the book is the book is really good, and it's just simple, you know. And and I like that. It's not trying to overcomplicate, um, trying to make a change in your life. Like, to be honest, this is a comp complicated book. Like, it's not, comp it's not so complicated that we can't understand it. But, um, like, it's, it's a lot of information. It's a lot of depth. And you got to be, like, in the zone for this. But this other, you know, the, the Life is Good book is nice because it, it's almost, it just teaches us, it teaches us, like, life lessons kind of things. And... Like one of the ones that I can remember off the top of my head was um, to say, like, I, instead of saying, like, I have to work out today or, um, or even like the I have to cut out sugar, it, it, he, he, he would say, uh, reframe it and say, I get to, like, meaning, like, you have an opportunity. Like, I get to cut out sugar, meaning, like, yeah. I, 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 ha I have the ability to buy healthy groceries and stuff that other people don't have. You know, there's like a lot of, you know, low income families that buy sometimes these unhealthy things because it's cheaper um, or kids who are the ones who aren't going to the grocery and buying the food and they're relying on their parents buying the food and stuff. And like it's, it's like you, you it's in your control, basically, is what he would say, which is a powerful thing. Um that's a tougher example with the sugar because it's like trying to make it a good thing. But like a, a better a, a better one too is the um, that I've been using for myself is like the I get to work out today because like imagine if I like lost my legs or something, you know, yeah. fuck, I'd be, you know, you I'd I'd be wishing and begging to do the hardest workout of my life, you know, I'd be like just put me through the hardest thing, you know, I I would I'd be wishing and longing for that. Um, so I think it's, um, it's little things like that though, that, that the book is just made up of all of that, you know, like these, these little lessons and, and in it too, is like a little bit of business stuff. Cause they're entrepreneurs. It was two brothers that founded, um, the company and I actually have, I'm so funny. Like I was wearing the hat in the earlier podcast and I changed hats to my New York hat <laughs> to mix it up. Yeah. So this, um, 
inside the hat it says uh keep it simple i don't know if you can see that or not but um they they were two artist brothers like they wanted to make a business basically that um you know they didn't want to work for the man and they wanted to just create art for the rest of their lives and somehow make money on that so they were like okay well we don't have any money really so the easiest thing you know for us to do probably is to make um t-shirts to put our art on t-shirts for people and so they started to do that um but they were like struggling like crazy for a number of years um and they had like all these super complicated designs you know what i mean like that they overthought and they put their you know they tried to make their best possible work and then it was after one like what they would do is when they would they would go out to college campuses and they would kind of travel around um the country and take whatever stock they had um and they would go to each college campus and try to sell it and when they would return home to boston they would like um like a ritual of theirs would be that they would throw a party with their friends and because they were like they were back like a homecoming thing and one party they at the end of it they woke up in the morning and someone had written on the wall like life is good and um they just were like hmm like i like that you know and so they put it on um they had like 40 blank shirts that they put it on all of them and then they there was like a, a fair or something in boston that they went to and they sold all of them including the two on their that they were wearing uh within within the hour wow and then they based their entire company off of that and it's a 150 million dollar company now wow yeah and um it's it's been it was good for me to read and i need to now um really take this advice to heart but yeah it's important i think to keep it simple because as a bit like when you're trying to start your own business and stuff it's really easy to overcomplicate it um what else, Miss Kayla? Um, yeah, this is uh, interesting times. Um, I think we just have to really make the most of every day. Um, yeah, and I think it's also just about like um, what what I've been doing too is like looking at it from a place of opportunity instead, mm -hmm. which you know, it's just like kind of getting to know yourself more and working on the things that you, you know, have been thinking about working on for a long time. So I also like I journal every day. I have photos that I've been taking. Also, I can't get them developed now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have like a bunch of film that, you know, is going to be left over and I can go take it store when everything opens. So that'll yeah. be exciting. That's kind of fun. Yeah. And then I'm also learning my friend left her bass guitar here so I'm starting to like work on that so I just give myself you know like a schedule every day two things that I'm focused on creatively okay and, and that's kind of that's my day that's awesome oh I'm also fostering a kitten I'll show you oh. her real quick. yeah get her <laughs> what's her name her name's Willa w Willa Willa yeah what's up willa Hi. <laughs> that's cute so yeah 
two things I'm focused on creatively. I love that. Yeah. Um, wow. So you wake up in the morning early. I've been early. sleeping. I've been I've been sleeping in a little bit. I've been staying up late. Have you been staying up late and waking up early? Yeah, I'm trying. I st- <laughs> for me is like 10, 11, 12. So. Yeah. Um, I couldn't sleep last night. I um, I went down a rabbit hole on um, uh, CNBC or. Yeah, CNBC, and um, was reading about all the talk of, um, you know, Corona and the effects on our economy and things Bill Gates had said, things Warren Buffett had said, some stuff uh, with um, Mark Cuban as well, and them talking about, like, the bailouts that the big companies are going to be having, and them just giving their opinions of, like, what... um, what they think it should be like and you know making sure that they're taking care of uh like the employees and not just the executives you know what i mean um but well, yeah i mean you're you're inspiring me to take my day to the next level for sure because i have not been meditating so i would really like to be doing that because i think that's and to be honest doing it in the morning would be the best thing for me because um I feel like my mind is all over the place with like what to do and to like, I love working hard, you know, and putting my energy towards something. But if you don't know what to put your energy towards, you're just all over the place. Like your, yeah. your, your cat running around the house. <laughs> yeah. I just feel like this is the time to really like dive deep into yourself and like take care of yourself and, you know, mm. figure like just, you know, a schedule and organization about your day is I think the most important thing. Because for me personally, I'll fall into like a, you know, yeah, like you said, just running around in my head, overthinking things. Like, yeah, it's better to before, yourself. Before I know it, it's like the end of the day every day. I know it's, it's already four o'clock. I know. Like that's crazy. It's crazy. I just feel like I'm busier than I've ever been, which is. Me too. Me too. It's nuts. Um, and I've uh. I'm letting, like yesterday, I I think it's just now sinking in that I'm like having started this this podcast and stuff. And it's been something that I wanted to do for literally a few years, but have let circumstances hold me back and my own perfection too, holding holding it back, wanting wanting to make it perfect, wanting to make it in studio, wanting wanting it to make it something that, you know, we could be there together with and that I could then shoot a Polaroid of you and like uh, all these things, yeah. all these little rules I wanted to set for myself. And what I now realize is that each one of those um, parameters was just holding it back from, from ever starting. And after doing the the first two yesterday and then another one this morning and then this one with you it's just like um i'm hooked and i'm i'm growing so much if i i know that if i'm already growing so much as an individual from these conversations that i know other people will too and um i don't know i think it's super refreshing that um because i think creatives hold a lot of they have a lot of responsibility and well, they have a lot of power and influence, and I think that that should be handled responsibly. Um, whether they are or aren't is another thing, but I think that 
whatever it is, like we look up to creatives, you know, they're the, they're the cool kids. Right. And, um, it's nice to see that, you know, they've had, they've had their issues that they've overcome or that they're actively thinking about how to make their day a great day and not just wasting it because they are a model and yeah. whatever, you know, and there's this, what was that? Yeah, because you're a model and you're not working, so I'm just it's, wasting the day because that's all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, we're all in this quarantine right now together, and it's um, it's it's nice to hear how each different person is uh, is tackling it. You know, I think it's really cool that you're learning the guitar. Have you like learned the bass? The bass? Mm -hmm. I'm like musically illiterate, so that's different than the guitar. <laughs> Yeah, but I think once people say, like, once you learn the bass, you can play, you know, anything. Like Is the bass like the cowboy one or what? I'll show you this one. Yeah, let me see this thing. Uh -huh. I don't think it'll fit. Oh, brain. damn, that thing is badass. I can see it. She looks good. Can you so, play on it? No, I'm not going to no. do that right now. Maybe one day. Maybe all right rock star you'd make a great rock star thank you i am a rock star okay okay your bass true true can you sing um i could probably sing but i don't have professional training but one I, day i will sing for you i cannot sing i would love for you to sing for me one day <laughs> when i practice more all right um yeah, I've uh, never never learned an instrument, a musical instrument. Um, I don't know. I think they'd be cool, but I think I'd much rather dive into learning maybe painting at the moment or something like that. That that would. I'm like a very hands-on. I don't know. I think mu music's tough for me. Um, I don't even like listen to music when I work. Yeah. Weird. I don't know. Music. I mean, I think, I think music is a vehicle to like heal for me. Like, you know, uh, I, anytime I've been, I've been through the hardest times and I just feel like I put in my headphones and I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm the hardest times personally for myself. Yeah. Um, and on headphones and just like blast my music, you know? Right. You just froze for a second. Um, for me, that's always been going out on a run. Like when I've had those tough days and tough moments and stuff. Um, but I do like my R&B. <laughs> you know what's um, a really good documentary right now on Netflix is the Hip Hop Evolution. Okay, I'll have to. Yeah. Even if you're not like really into hip hop, it's just a really a well done documentary that shows um, like the progression of how hip hop today became what it is, you know what I mean? And um, I think you'd find it really interesting because it's it shows how like certain songs were influenced by, for example, like race riots or something like that. You know, like things that were going on in the world influence, of course, yeah. music. It's not it's not just people writing down random stuff and singing random things. It's like it it has meaning to these artists. Um, and I feel like it 
did even more so in, in, in the past, you know, when things were, I think it was a little bit less about being mainstream and commercial and about necessarily making money or making like a hit. It was like, at least, at least the way that this documentary um, showed it, it seemed like these artists, these, um, these first beginners in the hip hop world were just trying to get their voice out, you know? Like very unselfishly, just they had a they they realized that they could use their words to um, to spark a conversation. Um, yeah, it gave me a new a newfound appreciation for music. Actually, I actually want to watch this documentary that my friend told me about. I don't know what it's called exactly, but that's important to know. <laughs> Robert Maplethorpe one on HBO. Oh, oh, cool! I would yeah that one because he's like super inspiring to me and like his photography and stuff so that's the first on my list okay yeah and i need to watch that one then i'll write i'll write that down yeah i like that he he's uh not afraid to break the rules that's for sure yeah exactly i love that i wish you could have came to the show i know i was gone oh Yeah, people loved your your prints. The one of there was a portrait of you that um, it had like a little bit more negative space because I I don't crop usually when I print, and so I printed it like full so you can like see the film border and everything. But it had like a little bit of negative space that like I, I probably could have cropped in. So then I last second right right before I literally went and. Um, like to the venue to uh, to put up the frames and stuff. I took um, the red the red china mark. They're called china markers. They're like these wax pens um, that you can use to write onto um, photo prints. I put like a, a box around your head to say like where you have cropped it. Mm-hmm. And there were so many people that that, that was their favorite. And I was re- I was really surprised because I. I thought, uh, huh? I think I saw it on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised because I, I don't know. I thought maybe people would like the nude ones, you know, because it's art and whatever. But they loved the portrait of you. That was really cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> there'll be there'll be more shows and more yeah. shoots to come. What have you been shooting? Um, so I have to move over here because my phone might die, but I've been, uh, let me move you first. <laughs> I'm sad my phone's going to die. So basically I've been shooting, um, is this okay? Yeah, you look great. Just sitting on my floor uh-huh. um, <laughs> with my cat. Uh, I've just been shooting kind of people that I love. Um, and then I was actually did this self-portrait series that like a oh. few weeks ago. And it was funny what you were, I did it with like a plexiglass and I kind of did um, areas of my body though that you, so mm. if you knew me, you would know those are parts of my body. So it was very close up. Oh, um, cool. So that was my thing. And it was, what'd you I do with the plexiglass? What'd you I do just, with? 
I, I put it against parts of my body, so it, like, kind of had this weird effect. Um, I actually had a different idea, and then it came out differently than I thought, but it was cool, so. Um, those You got those um, developed already? I did, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, send, and then... Send, send me one of them. I will, I will. Uh, but I wanted to kind of build on that idea because I did it really quickly because my mm. friend um, was doing an art show and she just was like asked me to be in it and I kind of thought about taking pictures before I have some cameras but you know something that I never really you know had time to do and then it's funny because I was always you know it was like what you were saying earlier you want to perfect something yeah. so then you just end up never starting it Definitely, um, yeah. yeah and so she asked me to do it and it was like two days later so i was like okay i'll just do it and then see what happens and then that's what happened but i want to build on that idea more because it was so fast and you know mm. i didn't really get out so much so we'll see what happens yeah i have i'm going like a little stir crazy because i haven't you know been able i haven't shot anything recently but i do have um i have some film and i have my camera and I have this thing I was showing um, Rose before. Where's that bugger at? That you can, I can, it's like a, to do self-portraits with, basically. Yeah. Um, like a remote trigger that I, I can put in the camera, and it's, and it's really long. Oh. And, and I squeeze this thing, and it puts, hold up, can you see? It, it's really hard to see, probably, but this, it, it puts oh, I air. See it. I see it. Yeah, it puts air all the way through it so that, it takes the fires the shutter That's cool. but i've been um it's good i'm cutting out the sugar because i like i'm not want to be like more ripped if i'm going to do self-portraits oh me too and then also <laughs> you look great for myself <laughs> you're out of your mind oh yeah i do too um i'll just do mine with my clothes on i guess yeah. <laughs> i like yeah. taking my shirt shirt off though for pictures <laughs> um but no i i um i mean i was doing this thing for a while where i would take my camera out at um like golden hour you know like sunset mm -hmm. and it was before winter though because then when the um the time changed and the sunset was so early i just like i, I usually missed it because i'd be you know still working on my computer or doing something during the day and then boom like there'd be no light so i didn't i just kind of stopped doing them but um but it's, yeah it sounds like you've been shooting people it took me it's funny it was like it was like the third year that i was shooting that i finally sh took a photo with my film camera of something that wasn't a person yeah um and i and and I don't know, because I always wanted it to be like a shoot, like a, a model shoot, like a fashion shoot whenever I started mm -hmm. um, doing photography. But I found that there's a, it's, yeah, it's like a very therapeutic um, experience to just take your camera and go for a walk and take a picture. And you'll like, you'll get, I don't know, maybe you'll be like me, maybe you won't, but like, I, I get like excited when I take it and like, there's no one around though. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, uh, I, 
and you're, and you're just like, oh, the, the light is so amazing right now. Yeah. I do sometimes think like, oh, I wish I had like a model like right here so I could shoot her. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, I would, I would really like to do my next show. Um, I think it'd be cool to do either a still life, like no people, just still life stuff that I've shot um, or a show on, on men um because people i think look at my work and don't see that often um and i think that'd be i think it'd be really cool to shoot shoot guys in like a really really strong edgy cool way um and and do that yeah but Yeah. yeah that's so cool that you that you've been doing that i didn't know that you even had a camera yeah i have um i have two cameras and they're film cameras but ones that you have them right around you i do and i see can can we all see we can all see all right it's like mtv cribs show me around your house oh what's that guy pentax okay that's the point and shoot yeah it's just i literally ordered them off ebay so oh okay and then we got a canon eos one okay nice very nice so yeah and i basically am just i'm not doing any fashion stuff either, do either of those have a, um do they have a self-timer the point and shoot does cool that's it's funny because rose because i was asking her all her little secrets about how she does it because um i'll send you her instagram you'll fucking love her work her, her self-portraits are beautiful and because when I first discovered her her work as a photographer, I was looking at it and I'm like, how the frick did she do this? You know, yeah. like, I don't know how she did this. She'd be like, move, like, you could tell there was like clear movement in what she was doing. And I'm like, how did she get this in focus? And she didn't have a, tr- a trigger. And I'm like, if this is a self-timer, I was like, I'm just impressed. Uh, but she was doing it when she started with a point and shoot, which is nice because then it, you know, it finds focus for you yeah basically um and then she's been doing some stuff with her nikon f3 which is a camera i used to have mm-hmm. uh, a really really beautiful camera um uh but she said it's kind of like malfunctioning a little because she was somewhere where there was like a lot of salt in the air wherever she was and it's kind of messed it up but but yeah, that's really cool. Someday you'll have to do um, an exhibition, which is what her and I talked about. She said she would like to do one. Yeah, cool. Yeah, series. you have to send her stuff. I'm excited to see. I will. And I want to see what you've done. Uh, I mean, it hasn't been much, but you'll what, see more when the quarantine's over. Okay. Um, what do you think, like, because how, how many sessions have you done of shooting yourself? Like one or more than one? No, I've done three, but I'm also actually, I was doing this other series before this quarantine happened on yeah. on my town, actually, of the town I went to high school in, which is also kind of like a self-portrait in a way, you know? I love it. So, yeah. But I didn't get to finish it, and I won't be able to for a little bit, but I'm kind of focusing on more things like that. So I've done kind of like two personally, and yeah. I want Santa Clarita half done. It's funny you say that because um, when I said that first shoot 
thing that I did of not people or whatever, it was um, in my hometown in Cincinnati. Oh, nice. And because I was going, I was home like, and I was going crazy, like not shooting, you know, and there were no models around. And um, so I took my bike and would like go on bike rides and went to, um, again, like on these like sunset bike rides because mm-hmm. I, I love shooting outside at golden hour. But um, I have a question about your self portraits that you've done, like, because I was telling Rose that, I mean, I was joking, I was being joking, but serious about like my, my body and like wanting it to be, I'm being like, re- really self critical. And like, I would love to, to take these self portraits and, and yeah, I'm being like really hard on myself and on my body because I'm comparing to comparing because now I'm the subject and stuff and I'm comparing it to when I used to model and and like the um, you know the physical shape that I was in and like wanting to be in that shape and and just being like self-critical, you know, yeah. like kind of kind of in an unhealthy way. Yes, I'm like also being, you know, wanting to just be the best I can be too, but I'm just wondering like through your process on those three different times that you've photographed yourself um was it was it easy was it an easy thing like did you have like doubts in your mind and what was going on how was that or was it a great thing was it like did you find like self-love through that yeah I feel like I am I think I'm finding self-love through doing these things and also the things that I'm kind of doing it's more um I want it to be kind of more you know, not perfect and like kind of edgy. And there's this performance artist. Yeah. I'm gonna butcher her name right now. Her name's Anna Mendieta, I think is how you pronounce it. She's like a she died in the seventies. She was pushed out the window by her boyfriend. Anyway, oh my she does yeah, she does these series. Um and I, I don't know, everything she does, it's like so it's of herself, but it's so kind of like not beautiful. It's like very ugly and like so that's kind of where I'm coming from. I don't need something to be perfect or do if you get what I mean. hundred percent. And I think I've, I've been thinking too much about wanting to, to make it something that it doesn't need to be, you know, or trying to make myself, myself be something that like was in the past. um, It's right now. Exactly. One of of my favorite self portraits is of um, that Helma Newton did when he was he was either in the hospital or he had like his you know the hospital stuff um he was like hooked up to some whatever contraption um and it was just yeah it wasn't pretty it wasn't ugly it just it is what it was you know it's like he's like this is this is me like right now and um i would hate to like again put I would hate to continue to put off taking these photos like I got this damn contraption I've had this thing and I haven't used it you know oh my gosh you should I know I know I know um one of your projects for one of these days I vow to do it okay good yeah because I have the film so I have no excuses got the tripod perfect well. yeah it's done I know and I have uh my roommate's been getting into photography too and uh, doing amazingly at it. And so he, he would, he'd be down to help and stand in or, 
just to peek and make sure it's fucking in focus. I know, it's difficult. It's kind of, I'm still learning that whole process of like seeing what works, how to make it work. I, and I would love fun. to be like completely on my own doing it though, you know, because then I think that's when it, I don't want to treat it like a photo shoot. Like I want it to be like this, um, yeah. yeah, this this moment with myself, mm -hmm. so to speak. Um, yeah. Well, this was an amazing conversation, Kayla. Yeah. An Thank hour went by like, like that. Oh, of course. Um, before we go, I have a question for you. Um, I asked, I asked Brittany this, and funnily enough, she had said someone had like just asked her it, so she had it like her answer kind of ready to go. Um, but I put Rose on the spot and asked her as well, and she did she did just fine. So I I, I think you'll be just fine too. I'm, I'm it's not okay. I just made people nervous. No, I just I would like to know, and and it could be a great way for us to end um, our conversation. And because again, the theme is meant to be about wisdom and your experiences and all of that. And my question is, uh, if you could give words to a mantra of yours, like uh, words that you live by, what would they be? It could be a single word, um, which Brittany's was honesty, um, or a phrase which Miss Rose said, be as happy as you can be wherever you are. Um, what would you say is your mantra? A lot of things come to mind. Tell me, tell me you could tell me all the things. I think I no, you know, um, have, I think compassion would be my one word. Okay. Compassion, you know, for everyone around you because in compassion also it can go back to just compassion for yourself and then you have to yeah. people. Um, cause I think especially in times like these, like when the world's hurting this much, that's when yeah. that's the most important thing. Yes. And then also, for my life in general, I think what I've learned in life, where I am in life right now, one thing that um, I would say to my younger self and how I'm living my life now is to do whatever the fuck you want to do whenever the fuck you want to do it, because that's the way, uh, that's, that's how you live the best life you want to live. I love it. <laughs> so do, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, and don't listen to what anybody has to say. Your parents, um, you know, family, friends, just do whatever you want to do and then you'll get to the place you want to be. Yeah, and as long as they're being compassionate for themselves and others, right? Exactly. That's a good, that's, that's good. I, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, all right, don't forget to send me one of those self-portraits to inspire me okay. to do some of my own. <laughs> and um we'll be texting i'm sure yes all right have a good night okay okay bye bye if you're enjoying the show be sure to leave a like comment and subscribe you can follow us on instagram at tangible house and reach out to us on email via contact at tangiblehouse.com